Welcome to episode 41 of 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music. Welcome to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music with Clarissa Custom Music's very own Kerry Lacey. Welcome to episode 41 of 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music and can you believe it, it is 2021. We managed to get through 2020 and we're all still here. Hoorah for us. I still cannot believe we have experienced what we experienced. It still fathoms me, it truly does. Anyway. Now that we've managed to get through this pandemic to some degree and we're living with COVID and we have a bit of an idea and we have a lot more understanding and we know what we're in for as far as that is concerned, let's get back on to the job at hand. Before the pandemic started, just before it started, I was about to launch into my new focus area, which was how to build music departments of your dreams. And I was talking in my podcast about strengths and unity and talking about uh, Enneagrams and talking about how to best develop your music departments of your dreams. And I was talking about culture and various other things. Well, my podcast is getting back on track and we're going to continue to talk about all of these things that make building amazing music departments. This next month, I'm going to focus on how to create a five-year plan. I think the most important part in your development of your music departments is the culture. Culture is something that is developed from within. Uh, Usually the top of the bean pole will develop your culture. So if you think about your school, your boss and the way your boss operates and the way that those below or underneath your boss, your head teachers and your deputies and your head teachers and your streamline of your administration, how they function and operate, their types of personalities, that will develop a culture. The programs you run, the things you support, the things you say, all develops a culture. So I think the most important thing, if you're not happy with your department, then you need to change the culture. And even though music is a subset of a bigger culture, you can create your own culture in the music department. We're very lucky in the school I teach at that our department is an independent block from the rest of the school. So when you come to the music department, you walk up a concrete walkway and onto a veranda of three rooms with some bathrooms. And that is the music block. So we're very lucky because we can be a little subculture within the main culture of the school. Having said that... um, Culture has to start somewhere and if you want to make a major change in your department then you have to come up with a plan. The thing is I don't know many people that are taught how to create a plan. Um, We get together in teams and groups in school and we talk about strategic plans for the whole school. Uh, We talk about planning within units of work. We do planning all the time but I don't know if anyone's really said have you thought about creating a five-year plan for your department? People don't necessarily do that sort of thing. And I think it's one of the most important parts of building a department of your dreams is to have a five-year plan. Now, some people might only have a 12-month plan. Well, that's great. 12-month plan is fantastic. But what happens after those 12 months? You've got to start again. There's a wonderful document that um, comes out every year that talks about technological advances and the sorts of things we need to look at. And it gives you 
what are the most important things to be looking at in the first 12 months, then the next three years, and then the next five years? Well, I firmly believe that if you want to make significant changes to your department, you need to come up with a five-year plan. So the next couple of episodes are going to be devoted to how to create a five-year plan. So today we're going to talk about a situational analysis. So a situational analysis is where you actually look at your department and you break down in incredible detail what is happening in your department. For example, here's a sample department. So we're going to look at the um, example classroom. All right, so we've got a classroom in this uh, imaginary school and they run stage four, stage five and stage six music. All right, so the imaginary school, picture it, They've got three rooms. There's a room uh, full of computers, a room full of keyboards, and then there's a room full of uh, percussion equipment and classroom percussion and a piano. All right, so that's our three rooms we're dealing with. So when you look at your situational analysis, the first thing you want to start with is you want to start with classroom music and you want to start with stage four, stage five, and stage six. Each one of those stages needs different things depending on how you want to run your department. The first thing you need to look at is the environment that you're teaching. Everybody learns with their eyes. Every child will be engaged with their eyes. If you walk into a classroom full of computers, then the first thing you're going to see is you're going to see structure and lines. Okay, you're going to see, you might see a bit of fun because you see a computer, and if you don't have a computer or you don't have BYOD at your school then that might be very engaging but if you have BYOD at your school and you walk into a room of computers and it's all in lines and it's all structured and it's all very stuck in the ground then that's how you're going to feel when you walk in the room. If you walk into a music classroom however and you see on the walls brightly coloured ukuleles, there's a whole row of guitars, there's a bunch of African drums lined up or set up in a, in a cupboard over there there's two silent stations there's electric guitars and bass guitars there's um, couches with tables and there's ottomans then that's going to be far more engaging you'll be able to move around the room freely it allows for collaboration so your environment is the most important place you need to think about how your rooms are used for example um, the three rooms I mentioned to you, uh, those three rooms come from a fictional school. However, they don't. They come from a school that I actually saw. A school that I walked into had a room full of computers, a room full of keyboards, and it had a room that was rehearsal room. And that's how they taught their classes. Every time the students went into a computer room, they were doing composition. Every time they walked into a keyboard room, they were playing on the keyboards. There was no collaboration, there was no creativity. The only time you ever got that was when you went into the third room and even then everything was everywhere, you couldn't find anything, you know, because there wasn't any sort of order or structure to that room. It was fascinating to watch. Of course, it was inflexible. It lacked the ability to uh, teach in an integrated teaching style, that's for sure. This particular school had very old school current practices. So the current practices of teaching were 10 weeks a unit on one instrument in stage four, for example. So stage four did 10 weeks on guitar, 10 weeks on piano. So it was a very 
old school, very structured series of units of what you would find in the 1990s or 1980s. So the second thing you want to look at after you've looked at your environment and how the rooms get used is you want to look at the current practice. You want to look at the teaching styles that the material has. Because if your current practices are really old, then, for example, in stage five, your current practices might be segregated lessons. You might have composition on one day and prac on another day and theory on another day. That's just going to promote kids to go, oh, it's theory day. Oh. You don't want that. Maybe in stage six, your current practices are you do perhaps you do a lot of practical in stage six. Maybe you have music one and you do a lot of playing and you do theory on separate days. Maybe you do the segregation thing. Maybe you have no choice, in which case you might have to think creatively on how to integrate your lessons because integration works better. Yeah. However, you look at the current practice. The third thing you look at in stage four, stage five and stage six is the focus on learning. What do you want to achieve by the end of that stage? For example, in this school I was looking at, playing was a priority in stage four. There was very little composition, there was no singing, and there was no was very little creative group work. Basically they were playing either together in pairs or playing on their own, on an instrument, and that was it. Assessment didn't have any focus on theoretical aspects really. There was a little bit of a written test and that was it. There was no homework to be spoken of. It was fascinating um, to see the current practices. In the stage five, composition was done on a computer. And um, the theoretical work wasn't very strong. There wasn't any harmony work being done terribly much in stage five. There's a bit of singing being done, but no sight singing. It was really an interesting uh, process to look at. So what is your focus of learning? What do you want to achieve by the end of stage? Which, of course, also involves your assessment. Now, with your five-year plan situational analysis, you pull apart stage four, stage five, and stage six and all of its goals. For example, you might have music two, music extension, music one, and you might even have vet entertainment in your stage six programming. So treat them all separately. You can even go to the detail of treating year 7 and year 8 separately, year 9 and year 10 separately. But the situational analysis, the detail is the most important. For example, when I did a situational analysis on my Stage 6 Music 2 students, there wasn't a lot of compositional developmental skill set coming in in year 11. Sight singing skill set was non-existent. It all had to be started in year 11. Their analytical skills were very weak because there wasn't a lot going on in stage four or stage five. And the strategy with the paper was tending to be smashed out at the end rather than developed throughout the two-year course. So those were some of the areas of concern for music two that needed to be corrected in stage four and stage five. Now the second program you want to look at is your co-curricular program if you have one. So this is where the magic happens because in the co-curricular program you have basically you want to do general comments first. You want to look at 
what happens. For example, in a school I was once in, there was a very fully functioning stage band, very strong stage band, which had a strong performing schedule. There was a junior group, a junior stage band, and there was a, a concert band. And the concert band seemed to only do band festivals and maybe education week and occasionally the concert at the school. But there didn't seem to be a performance set up for that particular group. Um, there seemed to be um, communication between parents and students. There was some communication, but there was a lack of uh, details about performances or external gigs and things that groups had to do. Out of area kids, so kids out of the area that were coming in in this particular school who were specialty music weren't continuing when they got to the school. They were using it as a way to get into the school but then they weren't actually continuing. So there was no identification process when kids came into the school. So with your co-curricular you want to do a nice detailed analysis of what the general structure is that you have. And then what you want to do is you want to take each ensemble and you want to detail what's going on. How many kids are in the group? What sort of material is being used? Um, do they do any performances? Uh, when is their rehearsal time? Is the structure? What's the director like? Does the director focus too much on a particular type of repertoire? What's their ensemble behaviour like? So they're the sorts of things you want to analyse when you get to your ensembles. And then this is the tough one. It's the staff. Now, when I first looked at the situational analysis for the school I currently am at, I had to do an analysis on the staff because they were the people that were working with me as part of our team to change what was going on at the school in the music department. So looking at the staff is a tricky one. You have to be honest. You have to talk about what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. Now, they may have an incredibly strong technological focus, which is great. And you might never have another staff member who is weak in technology. So you need to think about how best to use people's strengths and personalities to their advantage. That's why we do the strengths and the Enneagram tests. Because once we all talk about what our strengths are, we can see who's got the strength where and we can work together as a team. The next most important thing and the last thing I think, which probably should, be, should have been the first thing but it usually comes at the end, is developing the three pillars. So from your situational analysis, you should start to come up with a clear understanding of what you've got. And you can see where you perhaps don't like what you've got. And from that, you might be able to develop three pillars. For example, the three pillars in the department I work in is collaboration, creativity, and kindness. There are three pillars. And so everything revolved around that in the first five-year plan. Collaboration, creativity, and kindness. So through those five years, we focused on a lot of the things we suggested, a lot of the things we changed, focused on creating a collaborative environment, creating an engaging and creative environment, giving opportunity to create, 
and to work together in teams, which develops kindness. So when you're looking at your first uh, five-year plan, the situational analysis will give you a good idea of what's going on in your department. So that's stage one. So my advice is this week, head off and do a situational analysis of your department. See what sorts of things you create and come up with. See what sorts of things exist. Be very brutal. Um, as part of the support for this podcast, I'm going to put in a situational analysis uh, template. So this is like the first stage of a five-year plan. And you can use that template. I'll have lots of things in there in red, lots of questions that you can ask yourself and some hints and suggestions and sorts of things to look at. Now, you'll be able to download this uh, in the body of the podcast here. So somewhere on the podcast, there'll be a link to it. If not, you could always go to Clarissa Custom Music and click on the podcast link. Um, if not, it'll also be on the Facebook uh, group page, KCM TV. You'll find it there uh, if you want to join the KCM TV Facebook group. Uh, and will also be in my membership site, which is coming. It'll be accessible in there as well. So at this stage, it'll be just on the website. So don't forget, that's Clarissa Custom Music, K-L-E-R-R-I-S-A, custommusic.com.au, where you can find the template for the five-year plan. In the meantime, enjoy your holiday. I do hope that you're having a lovely break. And I know this seems like a strange thing to be talking about, but I find January is the time when I'm away from the department and I have a clear enough head and I have time on my schedule that I could sit down and do something like this. So I do hope that people find this a useful thing. In the meantime, have a happy new year. We hope you've had a happy new year, sorry. Hope you've had a happy new year. And I look forward to speaking with you next week. If you've got any suggestions or tips or you've got any questions, don't forget Kerry, K-E-R-R-I, at Kerry Lacey, K-E-R-R-I-L-A-C-E-Y dot com au is my email address you can catch me at. You can go to the website, kcmtv.com.au or clarissacustommusic.com.au. Totally up to you where you find me. But please, by all means, contact me and let me know if there's anything I can do. In the meantime, stay safe, stay well, and I'll catch you on the other side. You've been listening to 10-Minute Tips to Teach Music with Clarissa Custom Music's Kerry Lacey.